Welcome to a new episode of the All the Balls podcast. My name is Brad Berriman. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Berriman, B-E-R-R-E-M-A-N 24. With NFL training camps coming at the end of July, we have some holdout drama in the league. Chargers running back Melvin Gordon has reportedly told the team he will not report to camp and he will demand a trade if he doesn't have a new contract in place. Scheduled to make $5.6 million in his final year of his contract this year. And he wants to get paid on some long-term security. Can't blame him for that with running backs being as replaceable as they are around the league. He's been productive, very productive. He's also been pretty injured. He's missed time in three of his first four seasons with injuries, lower leg injuries, knees, hamstrings, and stuff like that. So Chargers could see him as a replaceable commodity. They did pretty well without him last year with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson carrying the load. They could see a cheaper way to replace that same production. In fact, Eckler himself had pretty decent production, comparable to Gordon's, when he played last year. So the Chargers could hold the line, find Gordon for missed camp practices. His agents say he's willing to hold out into the regular season, which would cost him $330 or $330,000 per week in missed game checks. He could do that. So the entire season, follow a template that Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers, or then the Pittsburgh Steelers, set last year. There's one pretty big difference between Bell and Gordon, though. Gordon is, is under contract. He would have to play at least six games, I think it is, to get a credited season toward free agency. Otherwise, he'd be doing the same thing a year from now, during the final year of his contract in 2020, maybe doing the same thing, threatening to hold out, demand a trade, yada, yada, yada. Whereas Bell never signed his franchise tender, was never under contract. So the Steelers couldn't find him for missed camp practices, and he wasn't technically missing game checks. Even though critics will say, critics of his plan will say that he will never get that money that he was going to make last year back, and he probably won't, but he still got a pretty good contract from the Jets this offseason, so he also saved some wear and tear on his body. Gordon would have to report at some point, whether it be in October or week one, to, to play and get a credited season. The Chargers would have no motivation to engage another team on a trade unless they give his agents permission to pursue another team that he wants to play for to get a trade done. But the Chargers themselves would have no motivation to initiate those talks, but teams may call. I did a list of five teams that should, that could or should make a trade for Melvin Gordon. Number five is the New England Patriots. At first glance, they have a lot of running back depth. Sonny Michelle, James White, Rex Burkhead, and Damian Harris this year is, I believe, is a third-round pick. But Sonny Michelle has a history of knee, of knee issues, I should say. Going back to his college years, he had some off-season, like an arthroscopic minor surgery this off-season. Should be ready for camp, but that knee issue could linger. Rex Burkhead has never been a picture of durability. He's had a couple concussions. I think he tore his ACL a couple years ago. So he never seems to be on the field for a full season. James White's mainly a pass catcher. Damian Harris is kind of a wild card. They don't know. I mean, I guess, well, nobody knows exactly what his role will be and how good he might be you know, as a rookie. Bill Belichick could easily see, his, see this situation with Gordon as an opportunity to add a dynamic running back. They won't be inclined to give him the multi-year deal he's looking for. So as much as he may have a say in the matter, he won't want to go to New England other than maybe to chase a Super Bowl ring get a Super Bowl reign during his career, you know, during the peak of his career, I should say. But the Patriots can never be ruled out in these situations with a disgruntled player on another team. They could swoop in with a maybe a mid-round pick 
if the Chargers want to offload a possible headache going into training camp. So New England Patriots are number five for me. Number four is the Indianapolis Colts. They're another team that doesn't seem to have a hole at running back. Marlon Mack topped 900 yards rushing last year with nine touchdowns. Naheem Hines got 63 passes. Fellow rookie Jordan Wilkins averaged over five yards a carry. And they signed Spencer Ware in the agency this offseason. But Gordon is a superior talent to all of those guys. He's been hurt like Mack has been. Mack also missed four games last year, so he's got some concern on that end. But the Colts have a bunch of cap space. They didn't spend much in agency this offseason. They stayed out of the bigger, the bigger end of it. Even though they have a lot of cap space, they were responsible in that way. They can take on Gordon's $5.6 million, which is pretty cheap for this year. Maybe they give him the multi-year deal he's looking for beyond this year. Probably wouldn't go too far into that. They may give him you know, maybe three or four years with you know fairly loaded up into those first two or three before that last year would be you know, they can cut bait if they want to as he gets into his late 20s and into his 30s. But the Colts could add a serious dynamic running back to their mix as they look to take the next step in the playoffs this off season or this season they look to take the next step, maybe be a Super Bowl contender. Gordon would be a nice fit, and he would give them a top-end talent at running back for the next few years. Number three is the Green Bay Packers. They are another team that doesn't seem to have a major need at running back. If they use Aaron Jones the way they should have last year under new head coach Matt LaFleur, they'll get what they need from a top running back. But they've already wasted a lot of Aaron Rodgers' best years. In fact, maybe his best years are already going to be behind him. He's pushing 35, 36 years old. So the window to win another Super Bowl with him as a quarterback is getting narrow in the next, you know, maybe three or four or five years to legitimately win a Super Bowl. General Manager Brian Gutenkunz has been aggressive in his two off seasons on the job. Making a trade for Gordon would be along that same line in terms of being aggressive, giving up a draft pick maybe, maybe even a player of some sort to get Melvin Gordon at a dynamic top-end top or, or should I say top-end or upper-end talent running back above even what Aaron Jones can offer. Gordon is a Wisconsin native. He was born in Kenosha. He went to the University of Wisconsin where he had a great career, made himself into a first-round pick. So as much as that may matter, Packers fans would welcome him as one of theirs, so to speak. The Packers need to keep making some bold moves to get the most out of what Rodgers has left in his career in terms of his peak and his best years and his best play. Melvin Gordon would be a dynamic addition this late in the offseason, and they need to consider it. Green Bay Packers are number three on my list. Number two is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're the fourth worst rushing attack in the NFL last year, tied for second worst in yards per carry at 3.9. They're counting on Ronald Jones making a jump in his second season after a lost rookie year. Peyton Barber is a solid running back, but not great. Was pretty productive last year. They they only signed Andre Ellington, who will reunite with Bruce Arians, new head coach Bruce Arians, from their time together with the Arizona Cardinals. Ellington sat out of the NFL last year, so he's hardly a hardly a dynamic addition. They need to address running back. They've got arguably the worst running back depth chart in the NFL. But head coach Bruce Arians automatically puts them into win-now mode. Jeremy manager Jason Light is automatically on the hot seat as well with Jameis Winston entering a make-or-break year in his final year of his contract. So the Buccaneers have to start winning some games. They have to upgrade at running back. They didn't do it. They have an opportunity to do so now by trading for Gordon if he's out there and available and the Chargers will engage in trade talks. The Buccaneers have to make a move for Gordon, probably be aggressive in doing so. So number two is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
Number one is the Houston Texans. They've had Lamar Miller as their top running back the last few seasons, but he is, to put it kindly, an average talent. Look at some advanced metrics from 2018. Melvin Gordon outdid Miller by a substantial margin in a lot of things. Like expected yards per carry, broken tackles, what they call evasion rate. That's obviously evading tacklers. Just got a more dynamic skill set than Miller. Nothing wrong with Miller per se. He's just not a dynamic high-end running back. Gordon is a notch below the elite-level running backs, but he is productive. He's good. He's got burst. He's versatile. The Texans should have some high aspirations this season. They've upgraded the offensive line to go with Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins in the passing game. Gordon would give the running game some serious juice, and they need to consider making a deal. Maybe they would send Miller back to the Chargers. The salaries pretty much match up between the two. Miller's also in the final year of his contract. Maybe the Texans would consider giving Gordon the deal he wants beyond this year. They have cap space for this year, and I presume pretty good cap space going forward as long as Deshaun Watson is on his rookie contract, which is sort of winding down here, so he's going to be in line for a big payday. But maybe the Texans would give Gordon the kind of money and the kind of security he's looking for, and they would automatically upgrade their entire offense by adding Melvin Gordon. So to recap, five teams that could trade for Chargers running back Melvin Gordon. Number five, New England Patriots. Number four, the Indianapolis Colts. Number three, the Green Bay Packers. Number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number one, the Houston Texans. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of the All the Balls podcast. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Brad Berriman, B-E-R-R-E-M-A-N 24.